Hey, everybody, Economic Ninja here. I hope you're doing great. I can tell you who's not doing great, and that's Germany and how it's going to affect America. Guys, this is getting very serious. It's ramping up without further ado. Ooh, I am going to be at Rick Rule's uh, Investment Summit in, I totally used the wrong term, in Boca Raton, Florida next week. So check out the link below if you want to go attend and also the free silver giveaway. I'm putting that link below also. So let's dive right in. Sorry about that. This is getting very serious. This is out of the hedge. I'm going to link the story below. Gazprom reportedly declares a force majeure will halt gas flows to Germany indefinitely. Now, we have all been hearing about this doomsday scenario planned for July 22nd. Um, you know, we're days away. Things are going to get bad. Uh, a lot of analysts were talking about, we don't know if uh, Russia, once they turn off that pipeline, uh, you know, providing gas to Germany, which so desperately needs it. And in and I want you to remember, too, whatever is happening with Germany is happening to the Eurozone, okay? Germany has been looked upon and has been favored as the strongest country in the Eurozone economically ever since, you know, 2010, when we started seeing issues with Greece and then with Cyprus and all kinds of other issues. Um, people don't remember that Germany is actually who aided because of a 2005 a recession they were slipping into because their economy was starting to crack really bad. They're the ones that actually led the U.S., and Lehman Brothers and all kinds of other mortgage-backed securities into a uh, what now has become the Great Recession. But you know, Germany was the strong one after that. Everyone forgot. People always forget what happened a mere six or seven years prior. It just blows my mind because we're getting flooded with all this crap news when they should be really learning from history, right? So right now, with Germany on the cusp of being shut off from uh, the Gazprom or the Nord Stream pipeline it was really rattling a lot of cages. Now it looks to have happened, okay? So I just wanna give you that brief, quick overview. All right, it says right here, already days before the 20, uh, July 22nd European doomsday, when the scheduled Russian 10-day maintenance of the critical Nord Stream pipeline to Germany is slated to end, okay? So it was already in, in uh, works right now. They're working on the pipeline. This is uh, just so you know, a little other background. I've worked at uh, nuclear power plants before, and every so often these plants need to go into a status of, uh, you know, they, they start working on them. They, they bring them down, they bring them offline, they pulled apart the turbines, they clean parts, they replace parts that are going bad. Totally normal stuff, right? And that's what uh, uh, Gazprom was doing. But because there's so much issues and defiance between Germany and the German chancellor, not, um, not the German chancellor, but whoever was in charge of the, I'm totally blanking on the name, uh, their, their energy uh, saying that we're not going to certify uh, the new Nord Stream uh, gas line and all that kind of stuff. There's been so much political tension between Germany specifically and Russia. They said, oh man, well, what happens when they start to work on these pipelines? They may not, you know, even pull them back up. And Russia might try and starve uh, Germany and essentially Europe of energy, very vital energy, because this could throw Germany into a an economic collapse. All right. This is like really, I'm going to be honest with you, exciting stuff to be able to share this with you, to be able to show you these geopolitical tensions that will lead to collapse. Okay. Because again, I know I'm going off on a tangent, but it's very important for people to understand this. We are documenting and showing you in real time what makes up an economic collapse, what leads to economic collapse, both money printing, geopolitical threats. Uh, there's so many things going on right now. It just blows my mind. So I apologize. I digress. But if you don't mind uh, the digressing, I think it's important for people to get a background of what's going on. So it says... Uh, but recently was thrown into deep doubt given Gazprom recently said that 
it can no longer guarantee its good functioning due to critical turbines being previously held up by Canada related to the sanctions. The Russian energy giant declared a force majeure to one major European customer. Simply put, Gazprom declared extraordinary and extreme circumstances to void itself from the contractual obligations to this customer. Thus, the gas will stop flowing indefinitely. As Reuters reports in a breaking development Monday, Russian gas export monopoly Gazprom has declared force majeure on gas supplies to Europe to at least one major customer starting June 14th, according to a letter seen by Reuters. The letter is dated July 14th, which is really weird because they have a date of June 14th. It said force majeure, that might have been a typo, honestly. It said the force majeure measure, a clause invoked when a business is hit by something beyond its control, was effective from uh, deliveries starting from June 14th. Okay, so they're backdating it because of other issues. That makes sense. The letter invoked extraordinary circumstances outside the company's control. Reuters uh, continues citing a source saying the customer in question is Germany via the Nord Stream 1 pipeline. Just know there's multiple pipelines. So now check this out. Um, this, this is insane because, so first off, indefinitely, does it mean forever? No, it just means pretty much until things change, until things get better, until something happens that we're able to um, supply, right? Europe is already in an energy crisis. I make no qualms about that. That is, it is very serious. They are literally, energy costs are hyperinflating, right? You are seeing not only people becoming fearful because, oh my gosh, I can't pay my energy bill, right? And this affects all kinds of things. It's more than just air conditioning in your homes. It's um, pumping water to vital, you know, agricultural products. Uh, it's, it's, it's everything. It's it literally so important it will literally cause as the cost of energy rises people will not have the money to buy other goods and services so it can collapse an economy i mean absolutely crater an economy now europe tried to pull this hard stance i'm going to stop sharing guys i'm going to share this uh this uh video with you i'm sorry the article go ahead and take a look at it and why this is so important because this is going to affect america it's going to affect the world right uh, the euro is an extremely, it's considered a strong, that's, <laughs> oh man, it's so hard to, the mainstream media wants you to believe that the euro is a, was a success, right? And the reason why they want you to believe it is because the European Union wants to be known as a success so that they can force and shove horrible green initiative policies up the tailpipe of a bunch of farmers and everyday Americans. And I think it is horrible, all right? But the good news is it's collapsing. When will it collapse? I'm gonna be honest with you. I would be shocked if you saw the Euro uh, even in full existence this time next year, all right? Because even if they're able to hyperinflate their, I mean, just start printing money and handing people money to help pay their bills, which they've already suggested, it will lead to hyperinflation. It will eventually lead, remember, uh, you can do a lot of money printing and hide things behind the scenes, a lot of things. Like you can buy assets off the market, just like the Federal Reserve has been doing. And as long as the velocity isn't there, they're able to take those assets and go store them away in an account or a vault somewhere, you know. And that those 
those assets not hit the market and start, you know, moving around from hand to hand, buying and selling them, as long as there's no velocity, you don't see inflation. All right. We learned that from the quantitative easing programs from the Great Recession. Right. European Union is doing the same thing. Then they have swap lines that they trade back and forth between the United States and, and Europe to try and keep them afloat and keep hiding things. Remember, they're the Wizard of Oz. The wizard is trying to hide things behind the curtain so you can't see it. But right now, the euro is collapsing. And to see the euro fall so much to where it's on parity with the dollar blows me away. It's, I mean, I know it's been low before, but in, since it's in invention in what, 2000, 2001, we've never seen it this low, this dire, right? Well, remember too, that the dollar, the DXY that everybody looks at, it's mostly weighted to the euro. The euro, it's a basket of currencies it's weighted to, but most heavily to the euro. So the dollar looks super strong because people are buying dollars because they're selling off assets, right? That are already inflated. So they're buying dollars, which shows a, I believe an artificial demand for dollars. And at the same time, it's compared mostly to the worst performing, I mean, it is, the euro's collapsing. It is in collapse. It tried to strong arm Russia during this uh, time of war between Russia and Ukraine, and they have lost. They are losing the battle. It is evident in what happened with Euro, um, uh, the Russian ruble collapsing and everybody laughing, like, look at that thing's worthless. Ha ha ha. And, and Putin goes, oh yeah, watch this. You can't buy my oil or my resources unless you buy it in rubles. And then the value of the ruble shot up. This is absolutely blowing my mind how exciting this is, but I want to uh, be honest and tell you how serious it is at the same time, because as Europe collapses, so will the United States. Those two countries are combined so tightly economically. And you have to look, you have Europe and in the US over here, right? And then you have China, Russia, and the BRICS nations over here, and they are getting big and they're getting big fast. Right now you have an illusion. One economy looks big and strong because it has been the big and strong world superpower for 50 years, essentially, right? Europe and, and uh, the US. And now you have these guys over here. And I want you to understand that, you know, before all of this craziness happened, Bretton Woods and you know, this latter half of the 1900s, Great Britain was a superpower and then they lost it. It's just as fast in the history books when I believe the Western powers lose their dominance over the world's economy. So I want you guys to be realize how serious this is. This is not just a Europe thing. It's also an American economy thing. Keep your heads on a swivel, guys. I want to keep bringing you the breaking news. Thank you so much for watching. With that being said, the Economic Ninja is out.